Welcome, everyone. We are about to begin Beses Hashem, Shalom Bayis, Shir number 19. Email address, shalombayis777 at gmail.com. We were talking in the previous Shir about the difference between healthy jealousy and unhealthy jealousy. And we also talked about in the previous Shir how jealousy could be a major factor in causing a lack of harmony and peace in the marriage. And we started to say that when a wife wants a nice dress for herself or new furniture that, that happens to be cracked or broken, and, um, and the primary fact is that, um, is that she just really needs it for her own sake, and, but she's happy that her friends have it, that's not unhealthy jealousy. But when she wants that dress or she wants that um, furniture or kitchen, primarily motivated by the fact that the other neighbor has it because they can afford it, and you don't have it and you can't afford it, and you're resentful because of that, or that you have a functional nice kitchen. It's just that your neighbor has a doubly nice functional kitchen and with a nice island and everything, and you just are resentful that 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 um, person has it and you want the same thing, that is unhealthy. It's similar to a husband, same way, that he wants a new car. Even if his new one, the one he has now, I mean, is fully functional and has all the gadgets, has air conditioner and everything nice, but it's a few years old, has a little couple of dents in it. Or if he wants, for example, a bigger house, not necessarily because he really needs this at the time, but because all his friends that he sees in shul or that he knows from yeshiva have these huge houses, and he has just an average nice-sized house. So he works hours and hours and hours extra work and causing basically to be very distant from his wife and becomes emotionally distant. And we're going to talk about that also in later shiurim, how work has to be in balance. Sometimes you have no choice, by the way. Hashem throws you into a matzav where you have to take a job that's uh, 12 hours a day and you don't have a choice in the matter. You know, that happens and we could discuss that. So, Khalila, I'm not judging people and I'm not talking about those situations. But in certain situations where you're self-employed or you do have the ability to look around and find something that is more reasonable... Just like not working at all is unhealthy, overwork is also unhealthy because it sometimes is an escape too from reality. But that's a separate situation. So the bottom line is, we see, so I gave you examples of the negative jealousy, but at the same time Hashem gives us examples, even in a marriage, of positive jealousy. For example, for example, if your wife has a particular midah, a good midah, and you really, in a way, envy that. Not in a malicious way. Not because you're resentful, Khalila, but the opposite. You admire that Mida. And you want to incorporate some of that Mida into yourself. That is healthy jealousy. Or if you see your wife um, praying with, or saying to Hillam with a special devotion, with an Ehrlichkeit, and you look at that, as a husband, and you see how she davens that way, and you say to yourself, wow, I wish I could daven that way too, and should inspire you to do the same, that is healthy jealousy. You're not being jealous in a negative way. And it's very important that you should sometimes really encourage each other. 
and um, be warm to each other. And this is also a good point of jealousy. So, for example, if between a husband and a wife, there's one, uh, one of them is always the one that initiates positive feedback, the one who always expresses the love first, the one who first expresses warmth, while the other one, whether husband or, or wife, is more withdrawn, more passive, and has difficulty expressing or initiating love and affection. So this is a good example where the one who is more withdrawn or more passive can look at that other spouse, the husband or wife, and say, wow, 99.9% of the time, it is my wife who's the one who initiates the warmth and the peace and, 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 the, and, the, and the love, the expressions of love and the, the expressions of Akarasatayv. It is usually my husband that is the first one to smile at me and to be warm towards me, while I, and I'm saying male or female, it goes both ways, am not like that, and I withdraw draw, draw, and, and, and I don't do that. Then there comes a point of healthy jealousy. Healthy jealousy is that you see that good mida, and why should it only be your husband? Why should it only be your wife? that is the one who expresses and freely that love to you and that, that affection and the interest in you physically, spiritually, emotionally, while I'm the one who's always like sort of um, with that wall. And you could learn from that and break that barrier and that wall and learn from that and start initiating the love, start initiating the warmth. And frankly sexual interest as well, in a healthy way, at the right time, yes. So that type of thing is healthy jealousy. And that was that jealousy that was there between Rachel and Leah. It made each of them better and in kindness. Don't get thrown off by those the Pusik itself, where sometimes the Pusik writes it in a harsh way. And that's very, very important, Yesoid, where the Pesukim, on purpose, and it has a kavana to it, says something in a harsh way, and it's really not that harsh. The riot to this, there's many, many riots of this. First of all, that Ruvain slept with Billa. That's what it says in the Torah. We know it's, that didn't happen, right? And um, at the very time, for example, when Leah, you know, um, Rachel wanted to do Doim, and, and Leah says, you're, you're, you know, you're, 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 you're too ready, took away my husband, so you're going to take away my Dudaim as well. So we have to understand what these other emois were saying when they were saying this. It's clearly not surface-level pettiness like we're used to. So, therefore, clearly, with Rachel and Leah, they loved each other. They made each other better. They were kind to each other, and they were not resentful of each other, chas shalom. And um, they fed on each other in order to to improve. And a husband and wife can do the same. Not through Musr, but through their own initiative. So for example, a wife can consult a husband before she goes out of the house with a particular dress, if it's Tznias or not, or a husband can um, talk to his wife on ways, you know, what could I do by the Shabbos table to improve um, and enhance the Shabbos table with the children. And, you know, it's better, of course, if it's not, you know, the other party that points out to you, you know, the problem that you have to fix, 
it was, it's definitely much more beautiful and wonderful is if you do it yourself and you initiate it yourself. When you're honest with yourself and you know you have a meter that you're lacking, that your wife is better at or that your husband is better at, and you on your own take the initiative and say that, you know, I see, I admire the fact that under stress, I see you always are, you know, you have a certain calmness about you. While I, uh, when a crisis comes up, a situation comes up, I get very nervous and tense. And I want to learn from that. How do you go about doing that? And, um, and talk about it. And if you do that and you love each other and you're sincerely motivated to, 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 to trust each other, and the key is really trust. Because remember, in a marriage especially, there's a vulnerability. Because you could use a fault if your wife admits to you a certain flaw, whether you knew about it or you didn't know about it, it makes no difference. But if the very fact that she's admitting this flaw, or if the husband swallows his pride, his male pride, and confides in his wife, you know, I'm struggling with this or I'm having this issue. And it, again, whether the wife knew about it or didn't know about it, it makes no difference from the very fact that your spouse, your husband or your wife, is admitting to you and acknowledging a fault that he has, it is very important. The power now is in your hands to treat that with sensitivity and not use that halila to, as, a, as a weapon to harm the, the one who just admitted to you their flaw, but use that as an opportunity to be a vehicle to heal and help that person. Never use a flaw of your spouse, especially one that the spouse openly admitted and acknowledged to you. Never use that to harm them with that information. You use it only to help them. And that's also a very big insight in marriage. Have a wonderful day.